Today's going to be a little bit different. It's, I like to say this morning I'm not necessarily preaching, but this morning I'm just, I just want to have a chat. Is that, is that okay? We're gonna, we're gonna, it's going to be a little bit different. We're, um, we're finishing our series today of Our Father in Heaven, and um, I'm going to be talking about our living confident as a son or daughter of Christ. And I'm going to be sharing a bit of my story as well. So um, I may need a box of tissues if that's okay, because I'm, I'm an emotional guy, but that's okay, because that's fine. But um, we're, gonna, we're in store for a good Sunday. We're in store for a good Sunday. But hey, can we give a massive round of applause to our band? You guys can grab your seats. Thank you. So cool. I'm pumped. Who's loving this weather, the cold weather? I love the cold weather. I was up in Queensland last week just to visiting some of my family, and it was so hot, and, um, but it's good to be in the cold. I like the cold. And if you don't like the cold, like the cold. <laughs> but hey, um, I just want to give a quick recap over our last few, um, last few Sundays. As Steve mentioned, we're actually, this is week four of our, our um, series. And so I just want to give us a quick recap of what Pastor John and what Pastor Danielle has already brought to us. But it is true, we've had our series of Our Father in Heaven. And the awesome thing with Our Father in Heaven, it's to uh, the concept of Abba in the Father's Prayer, in the Lord's Prayer. And it's that sense of Our Father in Heaven. And, you know, it goes off the, often when in early times it's talking about how God was a distant God that pointed us when we did things wrong, that smited us from heaven. But Jesus came and he said, no, it's our Father in heaven. He uses the word Abba, and it's an, an, an aromatic word that is just, it represents the closeness of Jesus, the intimacy of Jesus, that he's not far, that he is so close. So our first week, um, Pastor John introduced what is the, the Heavenly Father concept of, of what Abba and the Lord prayers mean, and he, and he mentioned and he talked about the effect of our earthly father or a father figure or a church experience and what our image of God could be. And he, and he spoke from the, the prodigal son, and he, and he said what... Um, he just began to create a new image of what God, who God is to us. Week two, we had Pastor Danielle here in person, and, and she spoke about healing our father wounds. And it was to emphasize the nature of our Heavenly Father. And how do we find healing from our father wounds from, from here on earth? And so she mentioned that we, you know, we have to be honest about them. We can't suppress them. And I, I, I remember this Sunday, two, two Sundays ago, and there was a few tears in the room, but the beautiful thing about tears, and it's funny I'm mentioning tears because they're probably going to happen today, that um, I, I just believe wholeheartedly that when, when God heals us and he brings up the stuff that hurt us, he brings up the stuff that, that we've suppressed, crying sometimes it's purely just God's love healing us. Sometimes it's good tears. Most of the times it's good tears. So um, she mentioned about, um, about suppressing them and um, denial only hurts others and it, especially it hurts us. And she spoke about making the choice to forgive, that it's a choice we need to make in the journey we go on. So the truth is we'll always have scars from what's happened to us, but the wounds need to heal. We need to release the pain. And then last week, Pastor John um, spoke about receiving his love, that it wasn't striving, we weren't, we're not driven, we don't need to prove ourselves to God. But we just need to enjoy his affirmation, his warmth, and his love on a daily basis. And Pastor John, I hear, um, the scripture he shared, I actually want to share today as well, because it's a pivotal part of my walk with God on how I see myself as a son. And um, in Matthew 3, verse 17, this is um, Jesus speak. This is Jesus's, and he's saying, A voice from heaven said, this is what Jesus heard, This is my son who I love. With him I am well pleased. And how cool is that, that Jesus needed the affirmation from his father. And I, you may be sitting in this room today and you might have an awesome 
earthly dad. You may have a distant earthly dad. You may have a dad that's there every day, but he may not affirm you. Whatever that may look like, the truth is we have a heavenly father that loves us regardless. Um, I just want to, even today, there might be some of us that, as I said, you might be sitting in this series the last three weeks and you're going, my dad's awesome. He does this for me. He lo-, and that is incredible. I'm so grateful you have a life like that. And I just want to encourage you as well to lean into the father's love, even because ultimately our, our father here on earth is to resemble God and, God and God does that for us. But I know there's a few of us here today as well that, that didn't actually have that experience growing up. And this was very much for me. And so, as I said, I'd, I'd love to share a bit of my story today. Not to, oh, Tobias, that sucked. It's, which, to be real with you, it did. But I, I love that. And I've always told myself after coming to Christ that if my story can help one person turn to Jesus, who cares what I went through? One person. So I'm going to share a bit of my story today. And pre-warning, if I cry, bear with me. But um, I can already feel it coming. I'd literally, I literally, I was going through my notes last night and I was like, I didn't cry. I was like, I got this in the bag. <laughs> but that's okay. So um, yes, so my story, my, um, my parents divorced when I was five years old. And for me as a little five-year-old, I was confused at the whole situation. Because ultimately for me, it was my parents were at home one day. The next day, dad lives in a separate house on the other side of town. As a five-year-old, it didn't make sense to me. Um, you know, I'd spend every second weekend with my dad, but I didn't really understand it as a kid, um, which was, it confused me. And um, it was just a bit how you're going. But a couple years later, my mom actually remarried. She remarried when I was 11 to um, my stepdad. And we moved out to outback Queensland to a little place called Cloncurry. Um, most of you probably never heard of it. And that is okay, because not very many people have. But, um, you know, I, I moved to this outback town with my mom and my stepdad and two of my sisters. And, um, you know, I would see my, my actual dad two, maybe three times a year. I'd, I'd come on, a, on holidays, I'd see him, or I'd catch a bus from, it was about a 24-hour bus drive to Brisbane. Um, and sometimes school holidays were just so packed that we didn't get to see him. And, you know, as an 11-year-old, I didn't have FaceTime back then, so it was a bit, you know, harder to catch up with my dad. So, um... But I did have a dadly figure in my life, and that was my stepdad. Um, so, um, he, you know, I had a good relationship with my stepdad. It, you know, he, as I said, he, they remarried when I was 11. I, actually, I even called this, this man dad. He was, he's the one I looked up to because he was just in the house. So, you know, he was the one that taught me to shave from 12 years old. He was the one that taught me to drive. He did all those things that, that earthly dads are supposed to do. Um, but just before I turned 15, oh, we found out that um, he wasn't the man he seemed to be. It was um, a very messy part of my teen years, not just for me, but for my whole family. I was even more confused, and I was a very angry teenager. I remember the moment, it was about a week after we, we found out everything that went on, and for me, going to a, a broken kid to realizing that I had to step up and be the man of the house, because there was no man in the house anymore. It was my sisters, my mom, and me. And then um, just shortly after that, it actually came to know that my stepdad at the time took his own life. And for me, this shattered me as a kid, not only because I was, as I said, I was almost 15, 
And I went from looking up to this man, and to be real and honest with you, I went from looking up to this man to hating this man to no longer ever seeing this man ever again in the space of a week. And I was, I was shooketh, as people would say. My whole world t- turned completely upside down. But God, we serve a good God that sees us in every situation, that will turn what the enemy intended to evil, but he will turn to good. I was fortunate enough that in this time of happening, my incredible grandparents happened to be visiting that weekend. My grandparents, I know, were praying for me there. My grandparents are incredible Christians. Who's grateful for praying grandparents? Because I know I am. And so for a a space for a few weeks, when I was still living in Outback Queensland, I I went on a bit of a journey of, one, realizing what my life was going to look like. You know, I didn't go to school because I couldn't face seeing other people. I just locked myself in my room. It wasn't until we moved to the Sunshine Coast to um, live with my grandparents. And so now looking back at it, I'm not going to, super long story short, there's lots of stuff in the middle there, but looking back on that story and the things that I went through to know that I ended up moving with my grandparents and the awesome thing is my dad at the time, he was like, I'd like you to come live with me. To, to me and my siblings, but we end up staying with my mom. But my dad said, that's okay, but I want the kids to go to a private school, to a, to a Christian school. At the time, as you know, I, I knew of God when I was growing up, but living four years in Outback Queensland where there's no churches, there's no youth groups, there's, there's no nothing, I spent a, very, uh, a few years very far from God. And so I'm grateful that my dad said that. Because long story short, I ended up going to a Christian school. I met our senior pastor, Pastor John Dan's son, Mitchell. I was in his class, and he invited me to youth. He invited me to church, and the rest is history. But the reason why I say this is now I'm so blessed that I now have the best relationship with my dad, my earthly dad. He's awesome. But, um, yeah, from, from a kid not understanding why he was home one night and not home the next to now knowing why... I have an earthly father that loves me so much that I was so confused back then and I, I blamed him for a lot of stuff because I didn't understand. Even I blamed myself for a lot of things because I just naturally took, I blamed it on myself. But now as an adult realizing what actually happened, that dad never left us, that of course things happen, but dad never stopped loving us. And although my perception on earth was, oh, dad lives 2,000 kilometers away and I see him twice a year, he still loved me and he still loves me to this date. And he, um, it's incredible to see what happens. And so for me as a child, my earthly dad was a bit skewed, my, my perception of earthly dads. So when I became a Christian, I had to go on this journey of, because when people said, oh, your heavenly father loves you, of course my walls naturally went up because I was like, well, my earthly dads were like this. So the fact that I've never seen my heavenly father, what makes me think that he's any closer? But today I'm going to speak about living confidently as a child of Christ. And so obviously with those things we spoke in the last weeks, I had to go on that journey. You know, I had to go on the journey of feeling of healing father wounds. I had to receive his love as my heavenly father. But the last point I want to share today of our last series is living confident as a son or a daughter of Christ. See, the truth is living confident as a child of Christ, it's not just a choice, but it's a transformative journey. It's about understanding who you are in him, renewing your mind with his truth and trusting in his promises. 
It's about embracing our, our, our identities, living boldly, and letting our light shine for the glory of Jesus. So today I'm going to help us practically on, on how, to, how we do this, on how to renew our minds and how to make declarations about ourselves on who God says we are. Because the truth is, maybe your earthly father has said incredible things about you, and, and you can say those things. But maybe sometimes you, you might have an awesome earthly dad, but he just he hasn't said the right things over you. See, the truth is that the Bible is filled with things who our heavenly father says we are. And I actually spoke a, a few messages, uh, sorry, I, I spoke a message a few weeks ago, months ago, about sanctification grace. And, you know, I mentioned that that was a journey. It's an everyday thing that we have to go on. It's not a tick the box, I'm done. And it's the exact same thing with our identity in Christ. It's not a, oh, we wish it was. It's not a, we put our hand up on a, on a Sunday morning to accept Jesus into our heart and everything fixes itself. I'm instantly, a ch- like, we are instantly a child, but there's still our mindsets. There's still the things of the, of, the, of the world. So how do we renew our mind? See, the process of renewing our mind, it involves replacing negative or worldly thought patterns with biblical truth. Identify any beliefs or thought patterns that are contrary to our identity in Christ and actively work to change them. See, the scripture I used a few weeks ago, I'm going to use it again today, and the team's going to pop it up, is Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22 to, to 24. And it says, You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. See, renewing our mind isn't an overnight thing. It's a journey. Taking off the old self and putting on the new self. Taking off the lies we've told ourselves, taking off the lies our earthly fathers, our, our leadership figures, whatever it was, the lies that we've been told over us and replacing them with what God says, what we're about. And a main part for me about renewing my mind, and I just want to encourage, I, I, I told this last time and I'm going to tell you again because it's so awesome, well, Pastor John did a series, a couple, um, it was actually our launch services back in 2020, our preview services. And he did a series called Breaking Intimidation. And I just want to encourage you to go onto YouTube, go onto, if not, come and see me after the service. And I'll, I'd love to help you get those podcasts because it's just four podcasts that go over a series of renewing your mind. Because it is true. Like we, we obviously live the life Jesus intended us for, but we need to change our mind what our earthly ways are set into our mind. We need to change our mind to what God says we are. And so a main part for me about renewing my mind, a, a practical thing, is to make daily declarations. So how do we make daily declarations on who God says we are? Not the lie. So I've just got three super quick points for us today. Number one, to make daily declarations, to seek his truth. What does the Bible say? The truth is the word. And I just want to read quickly in Galatians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7. And it says, but when the time set had had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Because you are his sons and daughters. God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father, as that Abba, Father reference again. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you, reach, since you are his child, God has made you also an heir. And in those, in those three, in those four scriptures, sorry, there's three promises that I've, I've realized as I read. And 
I love to even just share that today, that the truth is we were born. God sent his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under. We were under the law before Jesus came. But we might receive adoption into sonship. The first verse is our first promise that lies within those verses. In verse 5, it says, To redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. See, when God redeems, he secures us forever. He never forgets or forsakes his own children. With Christ, we have eternal security. To redeem those under the law, that we might receive adoption. See, the moment we, we put our hand up, the moment we accept Jesus into our heart, the moment we make him Savior and Lord of our life, we are adopted into sonship. We are adopted into God's family. The second promise in, in verse 6 says, Because you are his sons, God sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out, Abba, Father. We now have intimacy with the Holy Spirit. We have intimacy with our Heavenly Father. We have intimacy with Jesus a deep, personal, satisfying relationship with our Heavenly Father who knows us thoroughly, who loves us continually, and who promises to protect and provide for us. It's what we received by the Spirit that calls out Abba, Father. God sent the Spirit. And the third promise in, in verse 7, it says, You are no longer a slave, but God's child. And since you are his child, God has also made you an heir. So with Christ, we become heirs of all things, security, intimacy, prosperity. The list goes on. We are no longer a slave, but God's child. That's our identity. We are God's child. See, that's the truth. God sent his son to redeem us, that we might receive adoption to sonship. Maybe you've made that decision before to be accepted, to accept Christ into your life, to, to receive him as your savior, to make him Lord of your life. And maybe you haven't. I'd love to give you the opportunity a little bit later on. But the number one thing we need to do as we make these daily declarations is to seek his truth. See, the truth of us, friends, is that we are children of God. We are adopted into sonship. And there's a, you know, another way we call truth is his word. This is truth. If we need to seek truth, we need to seek his word. So the second point I have for today, the first being seek his truth. The second is to speak it. So we know what the truth is about when we receive God, when we make him Savior and Lord of our lives, but now we need to speak his truth, the truth being his word. In John 17, verse 17, it says, Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. The word of God, the Bible is truth. If we're believing lies about us, if we're believing lies about who we are, if we're believing lies of how we were brought up or what that may be, we need to replace those negative worldly thoughts with biblical truth. See, for me, this is a part of my everyday journey. You know, some days it's more stronger than others. Some weeks it's stronger than others. But it's a journey that will go most probably for a lifetime. Not just reading the Word of God over my life, because it's important, but to speak it out. And I just want to even quickly say this. It's not about, about speaking it. Pastor Danielle spoke a message to some of our leaders uh, uh, this week. She said this line, and I love it. And it says, when we talk about the I Am declarations, when we're talking about who we are, she need, it's not just a we speak it. It's a we say it, we declare it, we get faith on it, and then you believe it. 
So everyone say after me, say, say it, say, declare it, get faith on it and believe it. See, it's so true that we get, you know, we can just say, I'm a child of God. You're just saying it. You can declare it. It's a bit of a different shift in your, in your prayer life. No, I am a child of God. You can get faith on it. You can erupt on the inside and then you can actually believe it. Because the truth is when we've been told so many lies in our mind, we've been told so many lies from father figures, from ourselves, whatever they may look like, we could easily say something. But if you've been hearing lies and telling yourself lies for a decade and you tell yourself one thing in three seconds, you're most likely still going to believe the lie. It might just be me, but I would still most likely believe the lie. Ten years versus three seconds. But when you say it, you declare it, you get faith on it, and you believe it. There's a difference when you believe what you're actually saying. You're not just saying it for the life of it. So you can go home and you can read his word and find some of your own. But today I've got a, a couple of practical ones. to, And we're going to start with just our identity in Christ. See, the truth is we can have some scriptures that it's our identity. And then there's scriptures that can tell us about ourselves. So there's a, there's a list of eight up on the screen just to, to start your, your declaration life. And I just want to encourage you. I'm going to read these through but to take the word of God and make it personal to you. So in John 1 verse 12, it says, Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So then your I am statement to that would be, I am a child of God. That's, there is the proof. Proof. All who did receive him, to those who believed in his name. I received Jesus. I believe in his name. I am a child of God. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. So the I am declaration is, I am a new creation. No matter what the past is, I'm a new creation. Ephesians 2 verse 10, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. The I am statement is, I am God's handiwork, created in him to do good works. I am his handiwork. 1 Peter 2 verse 9, But you were chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may, may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. The I am declaration, I am chosen. I have been called out of darkness into his wonderful light. I am chosen. Romans 8 verse 3, the list goes on. Now in all things we are more than conquerors through Christ, through him who loved us. I am more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves me. It's a declaration. I am more than a conqueror. Romans 8 verse 1, Therefore there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. I am in Christ Jesus and there is no com condemnation. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21, God made, him had, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. It's the I am statement. In him I am the righteousness of God. In Matthew 3, as, we've, as I started off this morning, a voice from heaven said, this is my son who I love, with him I am well pleased. So now you can say in your quiet time when things are feeling rough and you feel lonely, no, I am his beloved son in whom he is well pleased. See, this is an everyday thing. It's a lifelong journey. It's not going to be a, I'm going to say them once, I'm going to write them in my journal once, and the rest is history. We need to speak it. We need to say it. We need to declare it, get faith on it, and we've got to believe it. Plaster it everywhere. 
See, the seasons of life where I've gotten these I am statements and I've put them as screensavers on my phone. I've put them as wallpapers on my computer. I've put them on sticky notes around my bedroom. I've written on mirrors. I've had notifications come up on my phone. Seasons of life where you need to plaster it everywhere to get those lies out of your mind, to renew your mind with the truth of God. See, the word is full of truth. See, it doesn't just stop with those eight scriptures that I've shared. See, once we have our identity and set who our, and we know who our Father says we are, there is countless amounts of scriptures that we can speak over ourselves in, in specific. See, I am a child of God. That's my status. That's who God says I am. So what, what's the fruit of that? What do I receive because I'm a child of God? And I didn't share these scriptures with the team. Sorry, guys. But there's a few for me that I've actually got. They're in my room on some scripture photo wall paper frame things. I don't know what you call them. Photo frames. I think that's what they're called. But these are just simple scriptures. Simple scriptures that I've, they were in my room on a photo frame that allowed me to just look at them all the time. So now they're actually not up in my room anymore because I just remember them. I don't need to look at them every day. And so it goes from I am a child of God to the personal things you can say. So for me, a couple, just a couple examples is obviously I've spoken a bit about my, my, my dad and, and things that happened as a kid. And so one thing I struggled as a kid and even to this date as an adult is I struggle with a fear of rejection. And that's something that the enemy, because he's going to attack us somewhere. The enemy's always going to attack us somewhere. And so that's my journey. I'm, I, you know, some days it's all good. Some days it's, it picks up again. But for me, I've had to have declarations that fight that, that fight the lie of rejection. So for me, there's the simple scripture of, I turn to you, the living stone, rejected by humans, but chosen and precious to you. So it replaces the lie of you're rejected, so you're not loved, and it replaces it with, no, I have chosen you. I am chosen. I'm precious to the living stone. When, when we struggle, it, you know, it's, it's our confidence. Our com- confidence is a son or daughter. For me, there's a scripture, same thing on my wall. It's in Jeremiah 17. It says, blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. Yeah. A scripture that I can say, I am blessed because I trust in the Lord. My confidence is in him. Yeah. Another one is, I sh- I'm stronger than a warrior when I show patience and self-control. I am stronger than a warrior when I show patience and self-control. Greater is he who is in me than he is in the world. The declarations that you can say, the fruit of your identity in Christ. The fruit of your identity is Christ. We need to seek the truth. We need to speak it. And our third point is, um, I'm just going to invite the band up if that's okay, is to, I say simply, but it's not simply, to overcome doubt. So even as a child of God, we may encounter doubt and insecurity, but it's important to acknowledge these struggles and bring them before God. So remember, we're not perfect. No one's perfect, but his grace is sufficient. You have to be a bit vulnerable with God sometimes. He knows what's going on. There's no point hiding things from him. We need to be honest with him. We need to be raw with him. God, I'm struggling with this. God, I've been believing this life for so many years. Can you help me? You need to be raw with him. You need to be honest with him. See, the, the truth is there'll be days where we say these I am statements and we won't even believe it. We'll be at that say it stage. We won't believe it. We won't get faith on it. We won't even declare it. We, we're just going to say it. And there's days you won't believe it. There'll be days that you don't even want to say it. There'll be, so, there'll be days that you may be so frustrated about the lies. You may be frustrated about yourself. You may be frustrated about situations around you. 
and you won't even want to say them. You'll see them on your wall or you'll see them on your phone and you wouldn't even want to, you just wouldn't want to say it. But we get to live in the confidence that we are children of God, chosen, loved, and set apart. It's our identity in Him. It's the truth. It's in the Word of God. We get to dive through this incredible book to read the things that God intended for us to be, our identity, the fruits of our identity. Be real with Him. Be honest with Him. Be vulnerable with Him. I had to be. Vulnerability is good. Sometimes it's hard to be vulnerable, especially when we talk about father figures, or maybe you're sitting in the room today and you are a father figure. And you've been the, the block up, I'm, I'm the man of the house, I'm not going to talk about my emotions, I'm not going to be real with God because I'm the man of the house. The truth is we need to be real with God. We need to be honest with God. We need to be vulnerable with God. Living confident as a child of Christ is not just a choice, but it's a journey that we have to live every single day. Renewing our mind, making these I am declarations to shift our mind, to shift us from the lies that we've been told, the lies that we, we tell ourselves, to seek his truth, to speak it, and to overcome doubt. To seek his truth. What does that look like? What does the Bible say? To speak it. We need to say it. We need to declare it. We get to get faith on it. And believe it. And we need to overcome doubt. That when times do get tough, we need to remember that we're not perfect, but God's grace is sufficient. He's perfect. And we get to live in that. Can I just get everyone to close their eyes really quickly, just out of respect of everyone?